for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello, I'm John Smizer, and I usually tell you that I'm coming to you from a Southern California area, but today I'm coming to you from the Central California area, just a little bit above Yosemite. It's a great area up here, and um, I'm visiting my sister and having a good time with family members, so it's great to share with you today. I want to talk a little bit about the things that go on that uh, we struggle with sometimes. Sometimes we think they aren't fair. We may think uh, that's not right. You know, there's times when we wonder really, what, what's the plan? Where are we headed in here? And so for us today, we're going to look at Daniel. Uh, the book of Daniel, we're going to begin a new series here in studying this section. We'll, begin, we'll be beginning with uh, Daniel 1.1 and uh, looking at what uh, God has done in these circumstances. Now, I want to encourage you that uh, the scripture, as we look at situations and we look at our world and the surroundings we have, I want to let you know that God's a good God. He's really wanting the very best for you and for me, for our families, for our friends, and what we need to do is uh, begin to trust in him more. You know, that idea of having the faith that will be able to lift us up in times. So often we doubt, we take our eyes off of the Lord, and it's at those points that uh, we can start questioning, does God really know what he's doing here? And so for us today, as we look at Daniel, we want to see how is God's hand involved in the story of Daniel today. Let's look into it. Daniel chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names, to Daniel the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, 
to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. This journey with Daniel begins in verse 1. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judea, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Put it under uh, quarantine. Shut it all down. That's what uh, Nebuchadnezzar's army was uh, totally um, going against and allowing nothing to, to go into. That's the way sometimes... Uh, War was conducted. Siege warfare was called. Now verse 2 says, And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judea, into the hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylon and put in the treasury house of his God. Now at this point, I, I've got to, say this is probably one of the worst days in Jehoiakim's life. When, when all of a sudden uh, he is conquered and, and the city of Jerusalem is, is uh, overrun by the Babylonians. Now if you remember uh, in the book of Habakkuk, if you've read that portion, there was an understanding that Israel had violated so many agreements with God that God told Habakkuk that there will be a, um, a, a collection made, and it would be that uh, the Chaldeans or the Babylonians, same, same group of people, would come in and conquer Israel, that they would conquer Judah. And it was at that point that Habakkuk had a hard time with it. And I can imagine Jehoiakim here has really got to have, he's the king, and yet, he was overcome. Now that seems like a very evil thing that has happened to Judah, uh, God's people. How, how is it that God could allow these things? How, how could he let this happen? Well, he didn't let it happen. If you look and you read closely, it says, And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judea, into his hands. His being uh, Nebuchadnezzar's. It was the Lord who delivered. And so at this point, we've got a question, just really, is there something going on here that God's doing? And we can look back at Habakkuk and say, yes, he had told an earlier prophet that this would happen because of the evil in Judea, in the area of the people's rejection of God, in the area of, God, of people rejecting the truth, there's those things that God is not going to put up with. So at that point, we've got to recognize that God is going to accomplish what His will is, even when it's, from our perspective, not a good thing. And i got to tell you, from our perspective, it's not a good thing. But think about what Jehoiakim felt like. It's not a good thing at all. And so in this, we're going to really understand that God's hand is guiding. Let's go on down just a little further. It's when Daniel is taken and 
with, along with uh, what I knew as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were taken into the king's service, into Nebuchadnezzar's service, because they were some of the youngest and brightest and best of Israel. And he wanted, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to train them and prepare them so that they would serve in his courts. Now, at the point, he thought that he, all these, and it wasn't just the four, there was a, a multitude of young people. And it was there that uh, Nebuchadnezzar ordered that they should have the very best, the best foods, the best, uh, best of everything. Now, in having the best of foods, that didn't quite sit right with uh, Daniel. And so he asked, is it possible that maybe we could have uh, vegetables, we could eat better? And here we, here we go in verse 9, it says, Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, so that the request that Daniel would make, it was good. It was good in the eyes of God, and in ways it fulfilled his plan. So when Daniel had desired to eat different than, ever, than the king had ordered, because the king had ordered the best and the richest of foods, but those, um, as we know, aren't always the best for us. And Daniel realized that, and he recognized that there was a place for his diet to be um, affected and, and do good things there. And the work of God in the, the person who was overseeing this, that that official showed compassion and favor on Daniel. So we must say that there are the good things that happen as well under God's direction. But whether it's good or not good, God's perfect plan is going to be accomplished. His will will be done in your life and in my life. In the lives of our leaders, God is in control. Whenever we question, oh, what is going on? God knows what's going on and he's taking care of things. So today, I want to encourage you, when you are feeling like uh, God isn't there, when you feel like things aren't going the way that they could or should, I want to encourage you to recognize that God's in control here, and He's going to accomplish His will. The things that we may feel are bad, or, or, or we struggle with, remember in the book of James, he says, Consider it all joy, my brothers when you encounter various trials, that the outcome of all of that would be a maturing in your life. So praise God for even the issues you struggle with. Now also, there's the opportunity to praise God for the blessings He brings into our lives. And it's good for us regularly to have gratitude and thank God for all things that He blesses us with. I'd encourage you today to start having a an eye to see the things that God is doing, the places He's taking you, the things He's accomplishing in your life, and using these uh, things that happen as benchmarks to guide you into or turn you away from various activities. 
Daniel was a young man who wanted to obey God, and he was a young man who truly wanted to please God. And I'm sure in your life, as you are struggling with issues, it's a desire to have the right thing and do the right thing. Well, I want to encourage you, if you follow the Lord, He wants the very best for you as well. He's not trying to hurt you. He wants to give you what you need. Remember in the Lord's Prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. And so in those ways, let's depend on the Lord for everything we have need of. For a single soul Lichia Pardo and Stepping in Prosa CGM